This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. (laughs) It works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. 
Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey guys, it's another week of the Almost Famous Podcast. I'm Ben. I'm Ashley. And uh, a lot has happened since we talked last, Ben. Uh, crazy how two weeks and the world is a different place. Yeah. Wow. It's been two weeks since we talked. We took last week off uh, in remembrance of Memorial Day. We're back uh, this week. Ashley, there's a lot that I want to say. Say I'm it, sure ben. you have a lot to say, too. From what I've heard from you on social media so far, you've been saying so many great things, so many powerful things, and I don't know. I'm very art- inarticulate in moments like this, but you shine, so I want you to talk. Well, I need to give our listeners a little backstory, and you've known this as my co-host, mm-hmm. and our team knows this. I've been really struggling with this podcast. Um. And, and, and it started with a message that I got on Instagram months ago where somebody had said that our uh, Facebook group had became so hateful and th- hate-filled. Mm-hmm. So I started reading it, and I saw the negative um, things said about you and I, about others, about our like people that listen to the podcast. Um, and it started to just hit deep. It took, I, I mean, all of my confidence away. Um it took a lot of my excitement for getting on here and talking to you and talking to our fans and our listeners and our friends. Um, a lot of the criticism I listened to, which I don't typically do, a lot of the criticism came and said in the words of, hey, I over-explain myself. So I've been working on that. I get it. And when more than one person says it, I want to listen. I don't, I don't want to not listen. Uh, another criticism said that I'm too preachy. And quite frankly, like, if you're going to listen to a podcast that I host, you're going to hear me talk about Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what else to say. Like, it's just, it's part of my belief system. It's part of my life. If you don't like it, I don't know why you still listen. Like, I'm not going to stop talking about who I am. But even if you disagree, I hope we can at least have a conversation and get somewhere of understanding. I mean, that's why you do podcast. Uh, another criticism uh, said that my questions, I, I lead up to them too much. That's fair too, and I'll listen to those things. Um, but it started to sink in, and it, I started to feel it. Another thing that was said, and, and this is why I say all this, um, as I started to really try to process this, another criticism was I was too PC, and it's I'm not unfamiliar with that criticism. Uh, I've had it forever, and I, I I've tried consciously here of the last few months to figure out where that comes from, because. A lot of times uh, I'm PC because they're complex issues that have a lot of different sides. And to pick a side and pound it into the ground and put my stake in the ground on one side oftentimes feels, feels irresponsible and it feels like I'm causing more harm than good because I'm not listening any longer. I'm not hearing the other side because I'm stuck in my ways. And so I try to stay in the middle. We, we know the stories that we, we talk about. Ashley, you and I talk about all the, the, the headlines that we cover. Oftentimes, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that nobody knows. Mm-hmm. And so how are we supposed to speak so, I guess, uh, strongly on them? 
And then two weeks ago, Hannah Brown comes out and says the N word on social media. Mm -hmm. And it takes me. Let's even backtrack. Okay. Ahmad Arbery is shot in cold blood running down a street on a jog for no reason. That's where it starts. Okay. And then Hannah uh, says the N word. And then Hannah disappears. Doesn't say anything. Like she's gone. And we get criticism on this podcast because we said that Hannah was wrong for what she did. Mm -hmm. And that's about where we left it. Mm -hmm. And Ashley. I'll stick to that. Yeah. Now there's more to the story here. There is. And I do want to, I want to address um, the fan backlash that we got a little of, like, honestly, it wasn't that bad, but there were people out there and Hannah addressed them in her apology, but we'll get to that later. So you have a great young man running down the street, going for a jog in a neighborhood and he's shot. And and so it feels like at that point, uh, a lot of our eyes and ears are open to racial injustice. How are we going to respond? I mean, hey, it's not a secret. There's two white people hosting this podcast, right? We We are not experts on this topic. There's a lot of things that you and I do not know. A lot of things that we'll never be able to relate with. And a lot of things that we are learning. But Hannah Brown was wrong. What Hannah did was not right. Now, at the same time, should we dismiss Hannah Brown? Never. No, and we never I hope insinuated not. canceling her. So here's my here's here's where uh, if you want to call me PC, here's where you could probably add into this. My hope is that we turn to forgiving, loving, accepting Hannah, but recognizing what she did was wrong. What she said was wrong. If you're a Hannah fan, I urge you to hear what I'm saying. What she said was not right. Her apology was not great. She blamed her brother and she posted on Instagram originally. Two weeks later, she comes out in an apology that I hope we can all listen to. As friends, as family, as fans. I hope we can hear what Hannah says and, hey, she has a lot to learn. But she's not saying she was all right. She was not saying what she did was right. She said that she's happy that people who spoke out held her accountable. She told her fans, don't defend me on this. I was wrong. And it leads us to the point of saying, okay, we've gone through one scenario that wrecked our lives, that wrecked our world with Ahmad Arbery. We move into a... A situation that, hey, Hannah made a mistake. I think everybody was begging for her to apologize and speak out because we were ready to forgive. I think the black community, uh, from my friends that are black, from what Rachel Lindsay has said, what Mike Johnson has said, they were ready to forgive, but they wanted to hear from Hannah. We heard from Hannah. Mm -hmm. And people have responded. People have responded, and we're all learning. So now let's throw us in the pool of, as white people, we are learning what is going on in the world around us right now. We are hearing the cries. We are hearing the screams. We are recognizing the protests. Then you have George Floyd. And why? And this is where I, I, I want to dive deep into this a little bit. Because typically when it comes to topics that we talk about in the podcast, it's hard to pick a side. 
It's hard to put our stake in the ground. It's hard to lean in on a topic. We're going to dance down the middle because that's all we know how to do because you need to hear both sides before we come to a conclusion. Mm -hmm. Except for now. Except for now. Now, we dig deep. And for anybody out there listening to this going, hey, this feels heavy. Hey, all of a sudden I'm getting defensive. Hey, all of a sudden this Black Lives Matter talk is making me my, my skin crawl. Then I beg you as people that Ashley and I, and I mean this, as we, people that we really do love. I just beg you to take a step back and realize it's okay to not know. It's okay to not be aware. It's okay that if you come into this situation going, wow, this, this is so confusing for me. But it's not okay to not learn. It's not okay to shut down. It's not okay to look at a man with a knee on his neck and realize that this is a horrid situation. One that angers us as a country, one that angers most humans. But we also need to recognize that what we're seeing in the protest now and what we saw in the video of George Floyd is not the first time this has happened. That it might be one of the first times that we've been awoken up to this. But we're waking up, and I beg you fans of the Almost Famous podcast that if you don't like what I'm saying, if you don't like what the black community is saying right now, if you don't like the idea that black lives matter, and that's not to say that all lives don't matter, yeah. but there's a great, a, 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 a great parallel here where we say that if a neighbor's house is burning down and yours isn't, you're going to put water on the house that's burning down because it's a pressing issue. It's the one that needs to be talked about right now. That's a great and it's analogy. Not saying, but it's not saying that your house doesn't matter. Your house 100% matters. Yeah. But right now, we need to shout from the rooftops that black, black Lives Matter. And if you don't like what I'm saying, then I just ask that you leave this podcast because, quite frankly, Ashley, the hate that's on our Facebook group and the negative comments that's coming in about the podcast, even though our listening count is higher than ever yeah. and bigger than ever, like those aren't the people I want to have around in this community. I want to have a group of people listening to this podcast that is listening to the voices and the screams and the cries of humans around them, black humans and people of other colors saying, listen to me, I'm hurting. Listen to me. You've seen it. Listen to me. Learn from me. Hear me. I want those people listening to the podcast. I want those people a part of this group. I want those people leaning on each other in the Facebook group. I want those people encouraging you and I, because this is not easy all the time. No. And I want those people encouraging the black community. And I want the almost famous podcast to be a podcast that's represented in kindness and love and care. And also has a ton of fun talking about bachelor world. But Ashley, it's time to wake up. This isn't a funny topic. This isn't a fun topic. As I've heard from my black friends and I've been edu educated over the last few weeks, especially the last week, I've realized how much I don't know. I how much I'm learning. Exactly. It's so amazing. It's so amazing cuz like you know that racism exists, but you don't know how prevalent it is. I never knew how prevalent it was. I didn't know that it was like still when I see these videos. I'm like I, I this is so I can't believe this is our country, right? And you just, your eyes are, you feel like your eyes are always open. But I mean, our, but there was so much that we weren't 
I can't speak about this stuff. I'm so bad at it. And I wish I could be articulate about it. My sister wrote me like the best text yesterday, which just kind of explains it all. She's like, I have so many feelings, but I have no idea how to express them. Um, Ashley, I, let's start here. How does this make you feel? I just, I'm just like, I'm just very bad at talking about it, but it doesn't mean that I can't like that. I don't feel things. Sometimes it can get very frustrating because, like, you can, like, I'm going to start crying. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Ashley. Ashley, what what we're saying here is, like, these are how these, like, these are where the topics need to start and the conversations need to start. Like, you're emotional. Why? (laughs) I guess this is very overwhelming. There's just. There's so many like there's just like a lot of emotions that you like something you want to express, but there's just you're you're kind of like scared and nervous to find the words to do it, and then you also don't want to admit to being like ignorant to it to it in the past, you know. I do know, I'm with you, like I am, like I have been so ignorant to this. I sat two nights ago and my mom started crying because she she made this statement she said it's wild to me how little we've all known and and i speak yeah. and, and i'm there's there's people out there that listen to this being like hey I'm, i've always known and that's great and like I, that's great but you but we have you have to understand that there's many of us that are just trying to learn and it's not easy to admit but i'm 31 years old and this is a topic that I know so little about. Like, this crushes my soul. But it's also, there's something beautiful. Oh, man. I, and I don't even know how this is going to come across. But there's something beautiful. And my mom said this, that the first time that we've rallied together after quarantine, after being stuck in our homes for two months, is for issues that are so needed to be talked about. That the first time groups have come together is to stand in the name that lives matter, that black lives matter, to stand in the name of supporting the George Floyds of the world, to stand in the name of the families who have lost loved ones due to racism, to stand up and hold hands in a united front with people who have been scared in a lot of ways, hopeless because they don't have a history to look back on that's been positive or they've been treated well at all, to stand united with them for the first time in two months and say, we hear you, we recognize you, we've listened, and just teach us. Yeah. I'm also just, I guess, a little scared of people becoming, like like you said at the top of the podcast, like there's only one right opinion here (laughs) there's like the other you know yeah so but people are finding a lot of divisiveness in it and i just every we just need people to unite and it's scary that there's just a lot of while people should be accepting that need those need to be educated um there's some people out there who are getting so defensive, like you said, that it's kind of scary to see that some people may not unite over this. 
And that's why I'm saying like, hey, I'm not going to stop talking about who I am as a person. I'm not going to stop. And, I, and Ashley, like, I don't want you to. Uh, I know you don't want me to. Like, I'm not going to stop sharing about why I believe what I believe. And I'm not going to overshare on topics that I don't know a lot about. And when it comes to things that are hard to decipher, like I am going to walk down the middle and so are you. But I've read your comments. I've heard your concerns. I will listen to the fact that I set up my questions too much. Great. Like, <laughs> fine. I'll get better at that. I'll try really hard. I'm sorry. I just sometimes feel like I need to overexplain because I don't think I come off clearly all the time. Well, but you also a- feel like you need to overexplain sometimes because you worry that people are going to interpret it in a way that wasn't intended. A hundred percent. And so almost famous fans, listeners, people that are going to be tuning in this podcast. Here's, here's what, um, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to listen to your concerns and we're going to listen to your critiques of us, but we won't listen to any type of racism. If at some point you're listening to this going that the things that have happened over the last few weeks are not gravely concerning, if they are not putting you in tears, like they're putting Ashley in tears, then I'm going to politely ask you to stop listening to this podcast. Like, I don't want to push you away. I don't want to say this isn't a place for all. It is. But this is not a place for hate. And until you can turn your perspective into more a, a, a loving and accepting, until you can see yourself as a human with a ton of purpose and that your words really do matter and your words really can hurt and your emotions really do need to be carefully considered before they're communicated in a public forum until you can come with that perspective into this. This is not a community for you because this is a community of people that love The Bachelor, that love the people from The Bachelor, that love to hate The Bachelor, that love to hate the people from The Bachelor. And we have a lot of fun talking about it. But when it comes to human beings and it comes to topics like racism, This is not a place for you if you're going to stand on the side of anti-black lives. This is not the place for you. It isn't. And, and, And I just want people to know that are listening to this. And I think we should take this moment, before we move on to fluffier things, <laughs> um, to applaud Hannah for her apology. She posted mm. a 20-minute apology. It was live on Instagram, and she posted it to her main feed. And she talked about how she went silent for two weeks because she wanted to really educate herself. She didn't want to just say, I'm sorry, and not really know, not what she was sorry before, but for just saying it she really wanted to dive deep and she read books i think she even took a course on just the history of the word she used the the black culture and i think that she is genuinely sincerely sorry and it's time well not that i'm the person that needs to forgive her but I hope that people forgive her and I hope that people accept her apology and do believe that she's trying to become a better person and a more educated person. I mean, her heart was very evident to me in that apology. I mean, that's it too. Is like the part that we, place that we sit is like, I'm not the one that needs to forgive Hannah. Yeah. Um, but what I can recognize is that like what she did was wrong and I'm going to, like I'm going to learn from Hannah's mistake along with many others out there. She's admitted she was wrong. 
I don't think anybody, at least anybody that I've seen, have said, hey, we want to just push Hannah aside. We want to hate Hannah. Nobody's ever said that. That has never been a topic. Everybody's no. been upset that she didn't speak out sooner. Mm-hmm. But now she has. It, it seems like, I mean, we just have to take her apology for what it was. Like, she wants to get better and she wants to learn. And, but we aren't the ones that forgive her, but we can learn with her and learn alongside of her. And we can be educated by the things, same things that she's being educated by. There's a ton of resources out there. I'll, I, I ask that you, uh, anybody listening, start to look those up. Um, it feels like, before we start bringing on our guest, Ashley, here's, and I texted you this, it feels like a revival mm-hmm. of sorts, a revival that will start to uh, bring us all together, united, a revival that's forcing us um, to wake up, a revival that's forcing us to unite, uh, a revival uh, that will all understand how much purpose we have and that uh, every small action we make towards any person really does matter. And and I know this, and I will speak about Jesus here, and if you don't believe in Jesus, then whatever it is you believe in, if you don't believe in anything, just understand this. I will say this, that based on 31 years of my life, I feel like we're always on an arc towards more justice and more love. And I believe that this situation presenting ourselves that we're presented with right now, it's heavy, it's hard. We shouldn't move past it as fast as we can. We're sitting in it right now, but I believe it will put us in a better place in the long run. I really, really hope you're right. I hope so too. Oh, I, I hope so too. I think in the very long run, for sure. I hope so too. Ashley, uh, hey, I, I want to take this time. I just want to say it again. And um, I appreciate you as a co-host. I do. I love your I heart. I know that you're you a co-host. Well, I just I love how much you do care. And, and I know that sometimes the words to express how you're feeling and the anger that you're feeling is not always easy. Um because you communicate with your emotions. Yeah, and you always exactly, have. Exactly. <laughs> it's and, like I can't like I'm very very bad at using words sometimes, but like it just comes out of my eyes. <laughs> it really does. It really does. And Ashley um and, and almost famous fans, uh let's spend this time um to wake up, to pay attention, to humble ourselves, to learn, and to educate. And I'm not saying this because I'm talking down to you. I'm saying this as a peer and as a friend and um, as somebody who gets to sit on a mic and you get to, that, that we get to talk with each other every week. Um, I'm saying this as a friend of yours just to say, let's wake up. Let's be a community that accepts and loves and cares, and we get better at hosting. Ashley and I will work our hardest to get better at hosting, and I hope you get better at listening and we can all move forward together. Um, I'll share a hosting insecurity later in the podcast before we go. Okay. Sounds good, Ash. Okay. Hey, uh, Ashley, um, this this is going to be something we talk about uh, throughout the podcast today. It's a podcast um, focused on bringing awareness um, and speaking about who in Bachelor Nation has spoke up. Uh, we'll touch on Hannah Brown again. We'll talk about Rachel Lindsay and Mike Johnson. Um, but first, let's take a break. We do have two special guests that we've been scheduled to have for weeks now. Out of respect for everybody, we, we need to bring them on. Um, so let's take one break. When we come back, we're going to bring on Kelty Knight, who is uh, promoting a new book. Hey, uh, we'll be back with the Almost Famous Podcast. What keeps baby skin healthy? 
a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. (laughs) (laughs) Or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, Say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you feel like you just need to get something off your chest, whether it's work, family, relationships, we all carry around different stressors all day, big and small. When we bottle up those stressors, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's been weighing you down. Therapy's always been a benefit in my life. It's something that uh, my wife and I do as a couple. It's also something I do personally. If nothing else, it's a great place to just release whatever is going on internally. It's a place where you can feel less alone. Therapy allows you to be the best version of yourself, which obviously life is short. And so the more we can be the better versions of ourselves, the better this whole thing is for us and the people around us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash almost today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash almost. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out. Get sick. Take some time out from work. Hope the doctor can see you this month or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people. Or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types. 
plus a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor. No waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health slash famous. You can use the promo code famous. That's promo code famous at twc.health slash famous. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Our first guest on this week's podcast uh, is somebody that's uh, a friend of ours, somebody that we've always enjoyed listening to as a friend of Bachelor Nation. Uh, again, I want to say that any conversation today, um, we are all sitting in this place of learning and recognizing what's going on around the world right now. Um, but we still have a podcast to make and we still have guests to interview. Um, and so for a bit of time here, I'm sure our guests are going to want to recognize what's going on. Um, give them grace, give us grace in moving forward with these interviews because they have been scheduled for a while and I have respect for all of them. We want to bring them on. Because they have a lot of things that they're doing in their lives that we need to talk about and want to talk about. So our first guest today is Kelty Knight. Uh, she is promoting a book called Act Like a Lady. Kelty, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. You guys, thanks so much for having me on. And I love your show. Obviously, this isn't like what you would expect a book right. week, a book launch week. You guys have launched things before on your own. You know that it's like you work so hard for a year and a half and it's not, you know, it's not supposed to be this. And it is very uncomfortable. Um, I don't think anyone wants to get on a microphone and try to uh, entertain the masses because nothing you do today or tomorrow or in the coming months is going to be the right thing. You know what I mean? And both of you coming from, obviously, I know you, you guys have souls and you have thoughts and you have so many things. We come from a land of bachelor which everyone assumes that you maybe don't have those things and that it's just this frivolous place. And now you become the speakers of a generation and what pressure to put on you, you know? And so I'm really of the mindset of I'm trying to be gentle with myself and I'm trying to be gentle with other people because I'm doing the best I can and it's imperfect. And this is going to be a lifetime of education. There's not going to be one time 
where I could come back on your show and say, I have figured it out. I have figured out to how to be a black ally in this world, but we have to try and we have to educate ourselves. And, um, and the thing that I really learned that I'm embarrassed that I learned at 38 years old after being on television for a decade is that it is not the responsibility of our black friends to educate us that, you know, I, I saw so many people in our lady gang Facebook group myself reaching out to my black friends and saying, you know, what do you think I should do? And they're like, go f yourself. Like you should know what to do it is not, I'm exhausted from just being black. Like it is not my job to go around and educate you. And so I think that's a turning point that I've had. Um, you know, I, I love this conversation of it's not enough to just say, I'm not a racist person. I'm not a racist person. I don't lip sync the N word when I'm singing rap songs. Like I, you know, there's different levels, right. Of like, of these, of people. And it's like, I'm one of those people that's like, never, never, never. So I can consider myself like I'm, I'm good at this, but I'm not, mm. you know what I mean? I learned this week, so many things, even just in the last four or five days that I was doing wrong, that I was asking, you know, the community to help me when it's not their job to help me. And so, you know, I, I think I'm sick to my stomach. I haven't slept. I'm sick. And like, can you imagine what that feels like on us? What we feel, how uncomfortable we feel right now. These people have been feeling this way their whole lives. Mm. And that was my first question is what have you learned um, in the last few weeks? And, and, you know, maybe you're, you know, we said it earlier, maybe you've been uh, the type of person who has been learning this your whole life. But one of the hardest realizations for me and, and Ashley personally, as we've talked offline is there's been a plank in my eye for 31 years of my life. I thought I knew what I was doing was right. I thought I knew that I wasn't a racist. But as you said, I'm learning this week that there are things that I've done every day. There's things that I've said. There's ways I've treated people that is exhausting for the black community. That is exhausting. That it's it's not fair and it's not right. So my first question yeah. was, what have you learned? Um, it's interesting that you say, uh, and, and we'll get into the book in a second, but it's interesting that you say that it's not the job of the black community to to educate us. Can you dive into that a little bit? Because uh, um, it has, I mean, you're right. Like it, if we're exhausted this week, right? Say, say, say you and I are sitting here and Ashley's sitting there and Ashley was in tears a little bit ago and we're saying, oh my gosh, this has been an exhausting week. Holy cow, let's take a step back and realize that that this, like how how privileged is it for us to say it's been an exhausting week? Right. Because if you said, this is a lifetime yeah. for them. right. Well, it's interesting, you know, um, I, I think the thing that I've learned is that it, it was really interesting. I, I had this wonderful conversation with one of the co-hosts um, on Entertainment Tonight, Nichelle Turner, who I love, like a sister. We work together for a decade. We share a love of fashion. We geek out over celebrities. You know, we host the SAG Awards for ED together. Like we match our, our outfits. I'm actually really just embarrassed. Like, I, I'm so sorry because I've been your friend for all these years, but like, have I been a good friend? Like, I'm not sure that I have. And I think I've come to you before and said, Ooh, what do you think of this? And I've realized it's not, you know, your job to educate me. And she said something so wonderful. She said, Kelty, you know, anytime you're uncomfortable or you're making progress, there's nothing to be ashamed about. So you, you shouldn't feel ashamed about that. And, and she said, um, and anyone who makes you feel that way is, is probably off a little bit. And she, and then she said, you know, I've had a very similar 
learning experience with the LGBTQ community. She's like, I grew up in the South, Black South. Like I maybe didn't have my lessons in that. And so I actually loved that answer because it made me feel like we all as human beings have something to learn. This is the thing this week that we absolutely have to focus on long-term. This can't just be like a flash in a pan thing, obviously, but you know, it's like, I, I was really appreciative. And I think that when you show that you're doing the work that I think our friends, our, our black friends are thankful for that. You know, with Lady Gang yesterday, we realized we kind of sat back and took a couple of days and, you know, we have, we don't do politics on our podcast. We don't do politics on our Facebook because we felt like when we started the brand, you know, politics is that thing that divides people, right? It's like you're left or you're right. And I'm Canadian. So I'm like <laughs> different, you know, and then there's like UK and, you know, so it's like, if we want this one world community of women, like can't really do politics. And so we always took it out of the group. And then we realized, well, maybe we've done ourselves a disservice by kind of avoiding these hard conversations because it's a little easier. Um, and we had to go to our fans and be like, we f***ed up and we didn't use our power in the right way. And like, we have to change that. And now we are, but how embarrassing. We've been doing this for five years. I've been on TV for 10 years. Like I'm 40. It's so f***ing pathetic that we're doing this right now. Like, I'm so embarrassed that I'm reading the book, White Fragility, for the first time. Like, I should have been doing this when I was 19. Like, I'm, or six. Yeah. Ugh. No. Well, I, thanks for sharing. Um, I, I appreciate you, Kelty. Thank you for, for sharing. And yeah, um, just to add on, thanks for coming on. Uh, but yeah, for sure. We do have a book to promote. Uh, off- <laughs> it feels so stupid. I literally am like, what am I doing? And also, I'm like a psycho. <laughs> like, all I want to do is promote this book. Like, I have loved and lived this book for a year and a half. Like, I'm, it's like I'm birthing my child and they can't get the baby okay, out. Okay, so but tell us about the book. It's called Act Like a Lady. So basically, it's totally stupid <laughs> in light of what's happening in the world. But here's what you do. You, you get your book that's going to help you change your mindset on these issues that are in our country. You get your face mask and you wear it and you don't go to the fucking beach and be beside someone four feet away only. And then you get act like a lady off Amazon. You put it on the bookshelf for a week. And then when you feel like the time is right for something fun, you open the book and you see the vagina wallpaper (laughs) and you know that this is going to be, this is going to be where you're going to go with the book. So Jack drew these Mm -hmm. vaginas. Now the the book is essentially, um, thanks for asking. I feel so stupid. I'm just going to say this again. Like I feel ridiculous. Um, but listen, this is a year and a half of hard work and I, I want to honor it, that work. Um, so the, the book's in four points. It's your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your lover, your relationship with your career and your relationship with your friends. And we came together and we wrote all of these super vulnerable essays about those different things in our lives. So, you know, I was married when I was 20 and I talk about being like a 20 year old bride where my dad was like, here we go pumpkin. And I'm pretty sure he meant like, you don't have to do this. Do you want me to get you out of here right now? Like as I I didn't know you were married before. It's like my best kept secret. I have not talked about it. This is what you're supposed to do. Like when Jessica Simpson was like, I had an emotional affair with Johnny Knoxville in her book. You keep like, when you're a real celebrity, you keep all your deepest, darkest secrets for the print. 
Um, so yeah, I was married. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I was married when I was 20. Um, I was married for 11 months to this guy from New York who I think is in the FBI now. <laughs> it's all in the book. It's like too much of a story to even share. But um, so we talk about that and like vulnerable things like, um, oh, when I had my neck done uh, like two you years ago, which feels that. even stupider to about talk about right now. Yeah. When I had a, a 35-year-old neck lift because you had a, I had a waddle and it bothered me because um, I'm that vain <laughs> and stupid. Um, but like we talk about losing people. We talk about, um, you know, the Becca has like dated a sex addict. So we talk about, I mean, there's just like a lot of those juicy. So you have stories from your uh, your co-host, your lady gang co-host, Becca Tobin yeah, yeah. and uh, Jack yeah, Vanek. Jack Vanek, yeah. Um, and then people might be wondering, okay, like we like Kelty, we know her from ET, but why, why the almost famous podcast? Why is she here? Well, you guys don't know. A lot of you don't know. <gasps> Tell them why, why you are an appropriate fit for this podcast. Okay, so you know all you bitches <laughs> and men's when you are like, you know what I want to do? I want to go on the Bachelor. That looks like fun. I am the person that will tell you, do not can do that. You guys have both had luck somewhat of luck. Well, now it all turned out okay. But so I was an unemployed something, 20 something without a television, by the way. I loved Us Weekly. Like, and I would see all these people come out and I was like, this is the show for me. I'm gonna be fucking Trista Sutter. Like I got this. So I went on and I lasted 24 hours. It was the most traumatic experience of my life. Um, it was Emily Maynard's season and I was in a limo with Wait Emily Maynard. What? Oh, you were, okay. You were on Brad Walmack season while Emily was there. Okay. Season two, his second time yeah. in the limo was like Emily Maynard and Michelle Money and me. Oh God, that's an intimidating bunch. I remember looking at them and being like, I have no boobs <laughs> and I've just realized this for the first time in my life. And like, there's no fucking way this guy is going to want a girl with no boobs. And I walked out and I remember walking up to him and I was like, oh, f like, you know, they make you wear so much makeup. You remember Ben? Like, yeah, so, so much, much makeup. makeup. And I was like, this guy is like, oh, so much makeup. And I was like, gross. Anyway, I did an amazing fucking high kick out of the limo, which I don't think I get enough credit for. And then I got kicked off and it was so dramatic to the point that Caitlin Bristow, Caitlin Bristow and I grew up together. So. Uh, their moms, Leslie, her mom, and my mom, Sheila, were like best friends. They all worked at this dance studio together. Like, I was in every kid fashion show with Caitlin and her sister. Like, we, anyway. So, Caitlin, like three years later, writes me this email and she's like, Hey, I'm thinking about going on The Bachelor. I'm living in Vancouver right now. And I wrote her this impassioned plea. I was like, Caitlin, this is something that they can never take from you forever. No matter what uh, you do, you're going to be that girl who went on the batch. I was like, it was the worst experience of my life. They, yeah, I was like, it was so embarrassing. Like, oh my God, do not go. And then like, I never hear from her. And then all of a sudden she's like the bachelorette. I'm like, oh my God. And now we always laugh about it because I'm like, can you imagine like you built this whole career and she's like all this stuff she's doing. And I'm like, and I told you to just stay being a waitress in Vancouver. Great advice, Kelsey. Don't use my advice. So. That's hilarious. Kelsey, my last question for you, because we got to we gotta move on to yeah. the, lead, the leading lady of labor of love. Um, oh, <laughs> I love her. Yeah, she's so pretty. How did you get from being the girl that was eliminated night one to like a host on E.T., insanely popular podcast you just you just kind of like mm -hmm. pretended like it never happened right <laughs> and you just built this amazing career no 
I mean, the thing is, is that when you get kicked off so fast, it's like, you don't have any of the notoriety. And when I start, when I was on, there was no like Instagram. Like it wasn't like it is now where like reality Steve is uncovering the fucking spoilers. Like it didn't work like that. So I kind of went off and then I was actually a professional dancer at the time. And I was still dancing and kept, kept doing that career. And I had this blog and it had become kind of popular and I'd been creating all these YouTube videos. And then I was at a lunch and this girl at CBS is like, do you want to make some digital videos for CBS? And I was like, okay, what's that? And like, I'd never went to a real job interview before in my life and like showed up in like my Van Halen t-shirt and they were like, oh, that's an interesting choice. Um, and then I started making the videos and they did really well. And then I just spent 10 years like moving up the ladder um, to do TV. So, I mean, there's a million ways that you can like get into it. It's just a lot of people don't have that work ethic, like to do what you guys are doing. Like it's like, yeah, it's so fun and it's so great, but like, it's also J O B and that's not always fun. You know, I just looked up, by the way, I just looked up on Google your the um, kick. No, no, no. Your bachelor or your bachelor picture. Uh, oh it's, it's hard to find because it's under the name <laughs> Kilty Bush. Oh yeah. That's my maiden name. But it's there, and it, and it's a good one. We're gonna post it to the Bachelor uh, to our Facebook group. Yeah, you got Please. to. Please. First yeah. of all, the ombre hair—that just shows you how long ago it was. Oh it my was, goodness! It, it's really fantastic. Well, hey, uh, <laughs> Kelty Knight, uh, thank you for coming on once again. Uh, her new book, "Act Like a Lady," is available now. Uh, Kelty, where can people find it uh, before we let you go? Yeah, everywhere books are sold. So like Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. Um, we're asking people to support indie booksellers right now, and that's it. Awesome. Hey, Kelty Knight, thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. Bye. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So, like, how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. <laughs> 
<laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, hope the doctor can see you this month, or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people. Or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types. Plus, a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor. No waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous. You can use the promo code famous. That's promo code famous at twc.health/famous. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> There is obviously, as we mentioned, a lot going on in Bachelor Nation right now. And and a lot of it, uh, rightfully so, has been uh, kind of surrounding the topic of educating everybody on um, the just in a sense systematic, not even a sense, the truth that systematic racism has existed um, in the United States um, since the beginning. And, And again, as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, if that makes you uneasy to hear 
uh, I just, uh, you know what? I, I just ask that you take a step back and uh, spend some time educating yourself. Now, nobody is saying that uh, that we need to dismiss people. Nobody is saying that there is not a brighter future ahead. Nobody is saying that we just stop here. But the topics surrounding everything right now is, hey, we need to start listening. We need to stand up. Um, and, and the protests are about not only the fact that black lives matter, but also against police brutality. And, and recently, uh, we've seen, uh, police officers join in on these marches, uh, in these protests because, uh, I don't want to say a majority, I don't know the numbers, but a lot of police officers who, and we have people that are listening right now that have family members of police officers. They're good people who want to do a good thing in this world and who are here for the, for if in bachelor terms, the right reasons. Yeah. Um, but there are a select few police officers out there and, and maybe there's more than anybody's ever known that, that need to be found out that need to be removed from their jobs. And, and some of which need to be, um, charges need to be pressed because they have continued to bring down and focus on the black community for too long. And, and in relation to the story that, and, and the video that we've seen this week, uh, with George Floyd's death, there's been too many people that have had their knees literally on the necks of of black humans for too long, and it's time to stand up. And some of the people that have been leading us through this uh, are Rachel Lindsay uh, from Bachelor Nation. Rachel Lindsay has been very outspoken, uh, and we are learning a ton from her right now. Uh, she has updated her picture to Ahmad Arbery, who was uh, shot um, just a few weeks ago, and, and she's also been... Um, starting a podcast called Higher Learning. She's doing that with Van Lathan uh, to educate us all on topics really pressing uh, that are pressing uh, the country right now. So that right now they're obviously focusing on uh, the things that are prevalent and the, and the protests and the riots and the uh, unfair death of uh, really great people. But uh, this podcast will continue and, and they'll just continue to keep us updated and educated. In addition to that, Mike Johnson has posted a photo uh, that gained a lot of attention and that people are responding to. Ashley, uh, Mike p- p- uh, posted this photo and added a lengthy caption that explained um, a lot of kind of his, his upbringing mm-hmm. and what he just wanted to communicate to all of us on where he's came from, what his dreams are, and who he is as a man. Should we read it? Uh, I I think we should. It's long, um, but Ashley, take it away. Okay. He said, I didn't always believe in myself or my voice. Growing up, I always thought the idea of accomplishing a big dream, let alone surpassing one, was just something that could be talked about but never actually realized. A lot of things took place in my life that reinforced that for me, and for a long time, I never felt truly seen. That's why representation matters, and that's why my work at BBBS America is so important. It's for nearly a decade, he says, um, I've been working as a big through their incredible organization, which means that I've had the opportunity to show up for a little child waiting to believe in his voice. Many of the children are on the wait list for younger versions of myself. Black kids are watching the news, hearing different points of view, and not understanding where they fit in. 
It really shouldn't be that hard for a kid to see their potential or know their safety. Through this mentorship of young people, we can add to the work being done to heal our society. This is not an ad, nor is it a solu- the only solution. This is just a calling from my heart to yours to consider becoming a big in your hometown to help advance the conversation with the next generation of young people who will do better in this world because they have been seen. Yeah, so I, it's it's things like this that are... Um... They're helping educate us not, uh, and it, as we've talked about, it is not the job of um, the black community to educate us. We have to take responsibility for that. But it's uh, resources like the one Mike shared, and involving uh, everybody involving themselves in those in those um, organizations, in those missions, in those causes, that will help us pro- progress forward. Oh, I also uh, want to add one little thing. Um, if you guys yeah. saw my Instagram yesterday, my friend had a really great idea. Um, on NBA 2K, which is one of his favorite games, they had this cool thing with COVID-19 where you can do an in-game donation. And he was hoping that we could get the attention of somebody at NBA 2K to, to do the same thing, but for the organizations supporting um, this kind of change that we need in the world. So he was thinking about having the NBA players in the digital game be wearing certain uh, jerseys that advocate advocate for change and to have the, like, basically to have a $5 donation or so on. Um, and then you can have your entire digital team be wearing these jerseys and then the money would go to these organizations. So if you guys like this idea or you know somebody in the 2K, like the NBA 2K community who works for them has ties or clout to the game uh just go to my recent instagram post post in the comments and then i'll try to pass it on to who i can thanks ash uh hannah brown has as we mentioned uh came out and apologized for using the n-word in a rap song uh, a few weeks ago the uh Coming from a direct quote from Hannah during the apology, uh, she is completely focused on educating herself, even hiring an educator to help, she says, and this is Hannah's words, help me understand the things that I've never even have been taught, learned, or been a part of my education before. Later uh, in the apology, uh, Hannah says this to all the fans and listeners. She said, she concluded her video with this. She says, if you want to support me, uh, do not defend me. What I did, what I said was indefensible. She later says, I don't need anybody to defend me for what I did because what I said, what I did was wrong. But I'm hoping that what I did was, but what I'm hoping that what I did was wrong, but what I didn't know even before is the worst part of it. And it's the ignorance. I'm no longer ignorant and I'm no longer going to be a part of the problem. Brown vowed, I'll be a part of the solution. And if you see that, from the bottom of my heart, I am sorry. I'm sorry to everyone I hurt and disappointed. I promise to continue to do better. I promise. That's from Hannah Brown in her apology this week. Uh, She took to Instagram Live. And it was about 20 minutes long. Uh, And it's really, I think, what fans, what non-fans, people who are angry at Hannah, what they were kind of crying for for a while was, Hannah, we need to hear from you. Mm -hmm. And she just took a while. But it sounds like during that time, she was educating herself on on why and and, and what and how that what she said was wrong. Kind of the the, the history mm-hmm. and and 
the heaviness mm -hmm. to using the N-word in any circumstance. We are certainly not the people to accept the apology from Hannah, but we definitely respect her being on this learning mission and to encourage others to get on the train with her as well. Um, I really do feel like she's trying to better herself. Yeah, I think so too. And, and that's the hope. And I don't think, and we never condoned her being canceled. I think what everybody was just waiting for was a very genuine apology. And I think we got it. Definitely. Yeah. We just wouldn't know where she stood. Mm -hmm. If she didn't want to apologize, then that would teach us something else. We were just kind of waiting to hear from Hannah and she finally did. Well, in more bachelor nation news, um, Bachelor Nation has been sending their support to Colton and Cassie uh, after they announced their split. Now, I didn't see this coming. I did an interview last week, and I uh, wrongfully said that I don't think Cassie and Colton were not together because Colton was posting pictures and seeming very happy. And I was like, I just don't. I mean, I've been in that situation. It, it's heavy. It's hard. It's confusing. But we did find out that Colton and Cassie have broken up. They seem like they've done it on mutually good terms. What do you know, Ash? Eh, there's not much, but I know that Cat. There's not there's not much more to elaborate on. But Cassie is really annoyed. There's a lot of stories going around that this was a long time coming, and that she tried to break up with him multiple times before this one actually stuck. And she is very much going after those publications, saying that that is not the case at all. Um, she she and Colton um I, they split at some point after he left her family's house once he recovered from COVID. And I started to get a little bit suspicious when it was her birthday and his birthday message didn't sound like one to a girlfriend. And then when mm. he left and went to, did he go to Colorado? Colorado. Yeah. When he went to Colorado without her, I was like, eh, you, know, you know, they're not engaged. They're not married. It's not that weird. But then no. I felt like as time went on and there was less and less mentions of each other, I started to become a little, uh, I started speculating a bit. But, you know, I thought that possibly they're going through a rough patch. And I am sad to hear the end of them. I really think that they were so adorable. And to think about how hard Colton fought for her and all the wonderful things that he says about her in the book and their relationship just seems so sweet whenever I was around it. So I'm pretty sad about it. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, but we're thinking of them. It's never fun um, to go through a public breakup. We wish them both the best. Another bachelor news, Lauren and Ari got pregnant this month and then she suffered a miscarriage. It's very sad. They have a half an hour video up on their YouTube explaining the entire past couple weeks where she had a missed miscarriage, which means that the embryo didn't quite miscarry. And there's some, like, at eight weeks, the embryo was only at five weeks. They're going to do a far better job. They do a far better job explaining the actual kind of miscarriage that she had. So go check that out on YouTube. We're really sorry and we're thinking about them. But, um... In brighter news, we we did have a bachelor birth this week. Bachelor in Paradise alum Jenna Cooper welcomed her first child. Her name is Presley Bell, and she is a beautiful baby. She has a full head of brown hair, and she shares the child with her new boyfriend, who um, she's been with for, I think, about a year now. 
And if you go on Jenna's social media, you'll see that she kind of gave us a headline of the moment she went into labor to her getting to the hospital and then Presley's birth. This is huge Bachelor news. Victoria Fuller and Chris Souls are apparently exclusively dating. Ben and I both have told you guys that we haven't really talked to Chris about this. Um, so we are not the ones that are anonymously saying that they are exclusively dating to Us Magazine. But this source, unnamed, says that they are exclusive. And damn, does it seem like Victoria has spent a lot of time on the farm she looks to have been in Iowa for at least six weeks now. Uh, she is still quarantining over there, and she took a little drive up to see Kelsey from her season. So it seems like we have a new Bachelor couple to add to the list of happy couples we got going on out there. Madison Pruitt will not be in a happy couple anytime soon. She says that after the dating experience she had on The Bachelor, she's just going to lay low for a while. And she says, quote, after I go through something big in life, like a breakup, a transition, a move, a change or anything like that, I really try to take the time to make sure my heart is in the best place and that my heart, mind and body are all healthy. She said that she's been taking time to really get back to the best version of herself and make sure that she's in a great place. And right now she hasn't even considered going on dates or anything like that. And anybody who's asked about, you know, her going on dates, she's just been saying, I'm focusing on myself right now. She further denies there being any sort of serious flirtation with Connor. Last week on my husband's podcast, Dean Unglert said that he one time slid into Andy Dorfman's DMs. He saw a picture of her and BFF Amanda Stanton on Instagram, and he was like, oh, that girl's cute. Then he clicked on the picture, and he was like, oh, that's Andy Dorfman, the past bachelorette. Dean doesn't exactly remember whether or not he slid into the DM or whether he just had Amanda try to put in a good word for him but the bottom line is he thought Andy Dorfman was cute but now is very happy in a year-long relationship with Caitlin. Now we got uh some crossing of the reality tv lines. A 90-day fiance star Fernanda Flores is now dating Bachelor alum Clay Harbor. They even aired a date last week on TV via Zoom. Um it's the 90-day fiance self-quarantined edition. It was on Monday's episode where the 22-year-old had a date with Clay. Um they apparently have gone out on a date that was that happened before quarantine. She said she wasn't in the best place back then. She was just recently just, you know, finalized her divorce, but now she's getting to a better place and I guess she's zooming on TV with Clay. And finally, our last piece of bachelor news and it's an important one guys bachelor producers have a surprising plan for how the bachelor franchise will film in quarantine i don't really know if it's surprising because we did speculate about it uh, a couple months ago but it looks like they're going to decide on a resort location to film the entire season at very soon they go on to say that it's not so much the guys self-quarantining that's going to be the big problem here when it comes to the COVID era, but it's going to be having so much staff, so much production in such close quarters because they're even talking about like the control room would normally have like at least 
10 people in something the size of a trailer, 10, 15 people. And that is going to be really hard to create distance in. So that is what they're trying to figure out now. But when we do figure out what resort or what state they'll be filming in, of course, we will let you know here. We're just excited. And as as far as the timeline goes, it looks as if they still have their goal on a September air. All right. Well, those are your Bachelor headlines. After the break, we're going to have somebody who is a Bachelor alum that you may know but may have no idea was on the show before. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that's so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. One guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. (laughs) (laughs) Or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, 
and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877-351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, hope the doctor can see you this month, or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people. Or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types, plus a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor, no waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous. You can use the promo code FAMOUS. That's promo code FAMOUS at twc.health/famous. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, guys. So now we have the leading lady of labor of love it is on thursdays at nine o'clock eight central on fox and you guys don't tell abc or mike flights or anything but it's very similar to the bachelorette except in this case the lady is looking for more of a sperm donor than a lover uh but it's kind of somewhere in between so i'm gonna get christy katzman on the line and she's gonna tell me about her new Fox show, Labor of Love. Hey, Christy. Hi. Okay, Christy, we just had Kelty Knight on, and she was on The Bachelor many years ago, not many years ago, 10 years ago, Brad Walmack's first season, and you were also on Brad Walmack's season, but you were on the first of his two seasons, right? Yes, 1.0. And you lasted five weeks? Gosh, it's hard to remember the timeline. I was in final six. So. Oh, wow. It used to be more drastic about the cuts. You know, it went from 25 to 15 the very first night. Damn, that's wild. A lot of pressure. That is a lot of pressure. Okay, so you made the top six, which which is... um, Especially these days, you make top six, six, you're pretty memorable. But I guess before the social media era, you made top six, you made top six, and then you were kind of, you truly had your 15 minutes of fame, right? Yeah, it's funny. I think that was the last season, really. um, A, where we didn't get to travel around the world and do all these really (laughs) cool destination dates. But it was like the last season before social media really hit. 
So I, I really feel like I was kind of part of old school Bachelor Nation. So you went from Bachelor Nation to yeah. getting married briefly in 2015, um, mm-hmm. not having any kids, but having an amazing, successful career. And then you've decided to go back to reality TV to find, <laughs> is it love or is it sperm? Because I I, I'm trying yeah. to, fit, I watched the first episode and I still couldn't quite figure out what is the primary goal here? Is it to find a husband or is it to find somebody that you like enough to be the father of your children and to keep in your life right. forever? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. It's funny because that has come up a lot with people. And at first it surprised me because I felt so clear about what I was doing, hmm. but you know, it's, it's a little unconventional. So I understand the confusion. I will say I never went on the show to find a sperm donor, like way easier ways to do that than go on a reality television show. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I did this because I really wanted it all. Um, you know, for me, I was already on the path to pursuing motherhood on my own. And that was something that I had really started looking into seriously, you know, probably in the year prior to the show crossing my path. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I had hesitated with that because if that's what I needed to do, I was willing to do it, but I really wanted to have that experience with a partner. So for me, the show kind of just fit my life perfectly. And it seemed like a great opportunity to sort of give that one last push before I move forward with motherhood on my own. Because, you know, you have a group of men who are basically selected for me that are in the same place as me. So I would say, short answer, I wanted it all. Okay. <laughs> so that was to fall in love and to fall in love with the man that I could also see starting a family with. So that was my, my dream goal in the situation. But that being said, I was really open to other outcomes. And that's where, especially in this season one, we kind of have to see how it all plays out. Because I was open to co-parenting. And I was willing to move forward on my own if that's how things kind of played out. Okay. Very interesting. So basically, we'll have to watch the entire series and follow your life afterwards to see how this goes. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> how cool was it to have Kristen Davis be the co-host, who I truly think is the perfect fit for this because in a way, you're kind of charlotte oriented if you guys don't know, uh, Charlotte from Sex and the City was always the hopeless romantic who always wanted to be a wife and a mom and not only was that her mo on the show but in real life she actually i don't know that she ever found like her soulmate but she found her kids who she adopted so she was able to figure it out in a way but uh, I just think that it's really cool that she was selected to be the the host because I think like both her real life and her on screen life uh, kind of relate to what you're going through. Yeah, it's so true. And it's funny. I didn't know that Kristen was going to be the host. So I opened the door the first day and it's Charlotte from Sex in the City standing at the door. And I may have looked calm, but I was definitely not calm inside. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Charlotte was my girl. So yeah. I'm thinking, you know, I was in my twenties when Sex in the City, you know, aired the first time mm-hmm. and I was a Charlotte. So I'm already kind of freaking out. I think this is the reason my friends are most jealous of me is because I got to <laughs> spend a couple months with Kristen and have Kristen as like a BFF. So I don't so blame cool. them. Um, but you're so right. I mean, her, her character really had, you know, some of the same struggles. And I feel yeah. like Kristen's really relatable in, in just how her life is. She spent her thirties really pursuing acting, obviously having a hit show and being very engrossed in that. Um, and I think this is true for a lot of women, you know, you, 
me myself, and I and I, I see this in a lot of women I know, assume that the family piece will just fall into place. Yeah. Um, and so then it becomes when it doesn't, and you are running out of time, what do you do? And that's where you have to start having more of an open mind and maybe pursuing things unconventionally. Yeah. And we even saw Charlotte's character, you know, she adopted on the show. She also then adopted in real life. And then um, she went through IVF on Sex in the City yeah. with Harry because they're having a hard time conceiving. And you worked with Dr. Brian Kaplan at Ova Egg Freezing in Chicago, which is ironically where Whitney Bischoff, Angel, um, you know, the winner, quote, quote, of Chris Souls' season works. And I've known about Ova and I did a whole podcast on it a couple of years ago. So why did you go with uh, Ova? Is, is they, are they yeah. really like the creme de la creme of egg freezing? Yes. I mean, so Ova itself, I think, is kind of a special thing. And I had already started to work with them before the show <laughs> kind of came about in my life. And I think what they've done really is they've tried to cater to um, women, you know, and, and quote unquote single women. So you go in there and it really is about egg freezing. Mm -hmm. So you're maybe not inundated with all of the other things if you went into a regular fertility clinic, right? And they've also done something really special. I think they really do kind of give you this VIP treatment, which I know personally I've experienced the opposite of that. You know, when you kind of go in being single, uh, in this situation, you know, it can be a little harsh sometimes. So I feel like Ova's tried to, tried to create something that is just about egg freezing um, and, you know, made that an exciting, luxurious experience versus something that maybe you feel self-conscious about. And then, of course, Dr. Kaplan, um, you know, works with that team as well. And of course, you know, the IVF would happen with Dr. Kaplan. Um, but Dr. Kaplan is amazing. You know, I actually know so many women that have babies now because of Dr. Kaplan. So I had already done my research and I feel like Ova was something special that's relatively new. And then, you know, having the opportunity to work with Dr. Kaplan, I already knew I wanted to work with him. So this is like a dream combination happening here. That's so cool. In the first episode, the guys, are, like they, they meet you. And then yes. they're ushered off to go get samples of their sperm. They are uh, given some materials and there's right. like a vehicle sort of like it kind of looks like a big porta potty thing. But the guys go in right. there to get their samples. And like how awkward did you feel during that moment of being like one of the opening scenes of the show and like the guy's first activity? Were you like poor guys or were you at the same time being like, yeah, we are getting down to business? I mean, both. But first of all, can we just say that no one else is allowed to claim most awkward date in the world because <laughs> this is it. <laughs> most awkward first date. I think uh, I win the word. No, yes, most, most awkward group date. <laughs> most awkward date. I mean, so it was both really. And I think people don't realize this, but I actually didn't know that was going to happen. So, um, and I don't think Kristen did either. So we're standing there and kind of realizing what's going to happen. And I was definitely panicking inside because of exactly what you said. I had literally just met these guys maybe 20 minutes before. We had a really big weather delay that morning with filming. So I really did only have about 15, 20 minutes to actually socialize with them before we went out to do the whole like fertility test, right? So I thought for sure half the guys would run away. Um, and I was really pleasantly surprised when they didn't. I knew that I had to look calm <laughs> and stay strong or they probably would start freaking out. 
Um, but once I got over the initial shock, honestly, I thought, well, why shouldn't they have to go through this? And I think a big fear that I had going into this was, could they find men who truly wanted this too? Um, because obviously a woman's timeline is a little bit different, right? So I feel like this was a really good way to really see who was there for the right reasons. Because if you weren't, why would you do it? <laughs> Our parents are going to watch this. So you led me into the perfect direction to ask this. A lot of people are talking a lot about age when it comes to Claire's season. She's going to be 39 and a half when it starts filming. Um, a lot of the guys' ages that were announced prior in March, they were young. A lot of people worried that they wouldn't be ready for the type of lifestyle that Claire was ready for. What advice would you give to her uh, weeding out the men when she does finally meet them? Yeah, well, she's not allowed to do the fertility testing. I already claimed that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you see this as the show goes on, um, you know, the episodes kind of roll out with Labor of Love. But, you know, I feel like I'm really direct in this show. And a lot of people have commented on that. And the truth is, it's because that's where I'm at in life. It, this is already the way that I've been having to date the last couple of years. Um, and at this point in life, like I literally don't have time to waste, but I've also just gotten to the point in life where I have no interest in wasting anyone's time and I don't want anyone to waste my time. So I think you just learn to be more direct. So I'm sure Claire is already on this, but that would be my advice to her. Be very clear about what you're looking for and don't be afraid to ask the hard questions sooner rather than later. Knowing Claire, I don't think she's going to have a problem with any of that. I don't think she'll have a problem. <laughs> do you have you ever met her or do you watch the show hardcore? Uh, yeah, I, I've watched the show. Yeah. Okay. So I, I do remember her from her season. And then I saw, I saw, you know, when they did the big announcement and, you know, I of course had already filmed this show. So I knew that it was um, coming out sometime. I just didn't know when then. And I remember thinking, this is a big moment, you know, to have a bachelorette who is maybe a little older than the typical bachelorette and then you know knowing that my show is coming out that really speaks to me what is happening in modern society right now there are so many women and honestly i think what you'll learn on labor of love there's actually quite a few men in this position too so i think it's really refreshing to actually see this talked about uh-huh where they spent so long of their 20s and 30s developing a career right and then yeah yeah all right. Well, Christy, um, we are wishing you all the luck in the world. We know that you've already taped a show, but whatever you're going through in your romantic and or fertility life right now, we hope it's going very <laughs> well. And you guys, if you are fans of the Bachelor franchise, you're going to love Labor of Love. <laughs> Pun intended. Uh, it's Fox, 9 o'clock on Thursdays. It's going to hold you over till Claire season, I promise you. Bye, Christy. Bye-bye. The Almost Famous Podcast uh, is one that Ashley and I do care a lot about. And I know that this is a time where both of us, all of us are a little confused. We're also learning a ton. We've talked about it uh, throughout the podcast today. Uh, when I say that if you are uh, uncomfortable with the idea that Black Lives Matter, that we don't need you here, I mean that, but we want you here. We want to do this together. We want to learn together. Uh, the people who have listened to this podcast, uh, 
for the most part, have been a great community to us. And we want to continue to bring you up to date on Bachelor News and the ins and outs of this world and the people that are participating in it. But we also never want to neglect the pressing, very difficult, very important, extremely important issues that are in this world right now and also have a respect and a love for each human within that, knowing that ultimately, because we all you are listening and we are talking, we all have a responsibility at some level to respond and to have an opinion. And within this right now, the opinion should be shouted from the rooftop that black lives do matter. They matter so much. But so do yours. So get out there, no matter what color you are. Love on others well. Uh, and continue listening to this podcast, we hope. Uh, because Ashley and I have a really good time doing it, even though the last few months have been hard. Yeah. But uh, I've, I've, I've really, Ashley, I've came to this conclusion. I am who I am. I'm going to learn. I'm going to listen. I'm going to try my best to respond and to hear the critiques and get better as a host and to get better as a co-host to you. But I am who I am, and I can't be ashamed of that. And I can't run from that, and I can't hide it, because when I do, I'm not my best self, and I'm not doing anybody justice. You've been your best today, that's for sure. Ash. Well, hey, I love you, kid. Uh, and and we're with all the people out there right now uh, protesting. Um, and I and, wish uh, I could be better, too. I wish that I could express myself more articulate without having to express it through my tears. But you know what? That is something I will try to work on. And I try to work on all the time. Um, but yeah, you guys, we love you. Thank you for being with us. And um, I've been Ashley. Hey, I've been Ben. We'll talk to you soon, guys. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. What keeps baby's skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin healthy and dry. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. Free and Gentle cleans better without risk of tearing. 
It's made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess and is five times stronger. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 